Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Joseph from Dirty Honey. And you're listening to Jay Scott on the Hook Rocks Podcast. To the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope you're doing well and staying safe and staying healthy. Hope you're going to live shows, enjoying live music. I know we've had a bit of an uptick on the Delta variant for COVID-19, and it's raising awareness, and the numbers are increasing across the country and in other countries as well. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it continues, or we continue to have positive information and we can fight this off. If you haven't been vaccinated yet, I highly suggest you think about it and hopefully you change your mind if you haven't done that yet. It is a big deal and we certainly don't want to go backwards. Once again, I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast, part of the Pantheon Podcast, the network of music podcasts where you can catch my fellow friends and podcasters like Carmen Apice and Vinny Apice on the Hanging and Banging Podcast, Mistress Carrie. And her show, based out of the East Coast, the Cobras and Fire podcast, and Martin Popoff, the rock historian, and also my buddies in the Shout Out Loud cast, which I just saw big news from them today here, just before getting on the air. And it's a big deal for podcasters, and especially them, let's face it. They uh, were mentioned by Chris Jericho, the Pro wrestling champion, El Champion or Le Champion. I don't really follow, so forgive me if I'm wrong on that. But in Forbes magazine, he mentioned the Shout Out Loudcast, Tom and Zeus, as being one of the podcasts that he listens to. So that is a big deal. And congrats to them for getting that huge mention on a huge platform. I'm so happy for those guys. Those guys are definitely friends of the show, been able to develop a great friendship. With them while doing this podcast the last couple years, and couldn't be more happier for them. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us wherever you do listen to your podcast. We do appreciate it. Write us a review if you're so inclined. Tell us what you think, good or bad, and enjoy all of our episodes on any platform that you listen, whether it's Apple, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, they call it. Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, Google, Amazon, Deezer, wherever you podcast, we are available. So subscribe to us so you get all the shows that come out, all the great content that we do, the music commentary, some great shows coming up. Can't wait to 
edit them and put them out on the platform, even though editing is one of my least favorite things to do about podcasting. But nevertheless, we have a great guest, probably my favorite guest in this podcast or me since I've been doing this podcast. Um, Sometimes he's a pain in the ass, but wouldn't love any other person to be on this podcast more than him. And this is my son. You can follow him at the Youth Rocks on Twitter. And we're going to be talking guitar heroes of the new generation today. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up? What's up, everyone? I'm glad to be here. Returning guest, as always, and your favorite guest, really. Yes, really, definitely. Don't push it. Higher than George Lynch, really. Yes. Wow, I should get that framed in my room. The Hook Rock's favorite guest on the show. I should frame that. Well, how about my dad's favorite guest? Or, or, my, or my dad, yeah. 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 Well, well, don't, don't I, push I, it. I just call you the Hook Rocks now, because everyone calls or Jay Scott. Everyone calls you Jay Scott. So. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird how that all worked out. But if you continue to do your chores, you'll continue to be my favorite guest. So... <laughs> Remember that. And don't talk back to me. Show some respect. You'll always be my favorite guest. Right now you are, maybe two, three hours from now, when you're getting ready for, to go to bed and you decide to put on your guitar and start playing your guitar. Or I put on uh, some Van Halen music while well, you're trying to I go mean, to sleep. But, yes, when I'm trying to go to sleep. You know, it's not uh, always the right thing to do. But nevertheless, I'm glad to have you back. You're back from Colombia. Your one-month excursion to Latin America where you enjoyed their pizza. You enjoyed their hamburgers, and you know I'm happy that you were able it's, to try. It's not their hard to screw up American food. It's meat and buns. That you can't you can't mess. I don't know how you mess that up. Meat and buns. You can't mess that up. Meat and buns. It sounds like a dirty movie. <laughs> what about uh, the pizza? You enjoyed the pizza. You had a lot to say about the pizza when you were out there. Yeah, it was like cardboard with uh, slices of cheese on it and a tomato. Just what like color was it? Yellow, yellow cheese, yellow, yellow cheese, cheese on cardboard bread. So was it mozzarella? Or... No, I don't even know what it was, and I don't want to know. I don't know. I don't want to know. Is a frozen pizza better than? Yes, froze. I'd rather eat a frozen pizza out of the freezer than Domino's. No, it's not better than Domino's. I mean, if you had to choose and you were on... If I had a gun to my head and telling me to choose Domino's or Colombian pizza, I'd eat the Colombian pizza. I'm wow. sorry. What I'd, about Papa John's? Papa, Yeah, I'd rather eat Papa John's. Papa John's and Domino's the same thing. It's different. It's different. You, even, you don't eat Papa John's. I don't eat that crap. Yeah. Because yeah, it's you like, don't eat Papa John's or Domino's, so you don't really know the difference between it. What about so, Pizza Hut? No. You no. would rather have Colombian pizza than pizza? No. I, I would rather eat none. I'd rather just shoot me. Shoot me, please. Stacy Forbes, my friend on Twitter, the uh, who's out in Boston, is going to be very upset when she hears your comments about Pizza Hut. Sorry, Stacy. I just not a fan. What about Little Caesars? Uh, I can I can get down with Little Caesars. I can get down with Little Caesars. There's a five five dollar menu. How about I really Jet, enjoy? How about Jet Pizza? I. I, no, let's not. You'd rather about have Colombian pizza. pizza than Jet Pizza. I mean, it's like the same. It's even. It's even. Are you sure about that? Y- yes. They have deep dish there, or they just thin crust. <laughs> deep dish. They don't even know what deep dish is down there. They don't. They don't. They don't know what that is. Deep dish is, in my opinion, is the best type of pizza to eat. But uh, like any other type of pizza is just eh. I know opinion. people. People in New York. Always yeah, what, what's going on with you guys? What's what's up with you guys in New York saying yeah. their pizza's better than ours? I mean, basically, it's ketchup on a cracker. It's ketchup on a cracker, and they put it in the microwave. Yeah, here's your pizza. Yep, and they sprinkle a little bit of shredded cheese they get at the grocery store. Yep, and they call exactly. pizza. They put like a little slice. Of they don't even corn. call it pizza there. They don't. Call they, call, it, they call it pie. Who calls pizza pie? That's what happens when you inhale all that salt water from the ocean all the time, or from all the. The, you know, the sewer water. Yeah. Sewer water. Drinking sewer street. water. Did you see that happen? Uh, see what happened in the sewers and the subway with the sewer water? Oh, yeah. The yeah, flooding. that was crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, they deserve that because of the pizza. Well, they say I don't know York, if they deserve flooding. They say New the York pizza. pizza is better than Chicago pizza. They get flooded. I don't think that's a coincidence. Well, that is true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe people should listen to you more. I know I won't, but maybe people should. 
I, I think I can, uh, I'd get a pretty good following from that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pizza rocks. Pizza rocks. There you go. There, you, there yep. you go. Hey, coming up with ideas. That's awesome. Well, here we are today. We're talking about the guitar heroes of the new generation. You're part of the new generation of rock mm-hmm. bands that are going to be listening to music and are going to be absorbing music from now in the future. You're 16 years old. And you also play guitar. You've been playing for what four years now, five yeah, years. Almost this fall will be four years. Yeah, playing guitar. And you like a a wide array of guitar players. You like the classic players, of course, like Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Eddie's my favorite, and he'll always be my favorite. Yes, that's, I mean that's a you know you like Jimmy Page. You like, like Joe Jimmy Walsh, Page. Ace Freely. I love Joe Walsh. I love Ace Freely. Who else? The uh, classic big, guys. Big Mick Mars fan. Um. George Lynch. I I love George Lynch. And I also love some of those uh, 90s players, too, like Mike McCready and uh, Dean DeLeo. Stone Temple Pilots. Big Stone Temple Temple Pilots fan here. But now there's a new generation. You've been really listening to some of the new guitarists. And there's a lot of them. There's an idea out there that the guitar hero is gone away forever. And I think to what we know and to what my generation knows, I think it is a a good argument. However, there's a new wave, just like there's a new wave of rock guitarists that are coming on strong. And we're going to showcase three of them today. We're going to break this up into different volumes. This is volume one. And the three guitar players that we're going to be talking about today are Blake Allard from Joyous Wolf. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about John Notto from Dirty Honey. And Tyler Bryant from Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. I've had the pleasure to have seen two of these guys live, and you are a big fan of all three of them. Oh, I love I love all three of them. I love Blake, John, and Tyler. They're like they're like my heroes. They're like my idols, you know. And you know, your generation, you had Eddie Van Halen, Mick Mars, George Lynch, Joe Perry. You had those guys, but. Now, growing up, I have Blake Allard, John Notto, and Tyler Bryant. I don't really get to see what Eddie, Eddie looked like when he was young. You know, well, besides, like, the YouTube videos and stuff, I can only see him, you know, before he passed and when he was old. But I love the new guitar players because I get to see them evolve and change as they, you know, get older and how they become better musicians. And with those older musicians, I didn't really get to see that, you know. All I heard was just stories about it, and that's it. Well, that's true, because now as you're getting older, you're going to be growing with these bands as these bands get older. And that's one of the cool things about our genre of music is you know, you see the development of these players. You see them evolve into artists and you know, trying new things and doing new things and becoming better players. And that's a fun thing. It's a fun way to listen to music, you know? All these three guitar players that we mentioned are going to keep evolving and be different players 10 years from now as you get older, too. And I always liked it when an artist or a band grew with me, you know, was able to, as I was young and they were young, as they got older, their music kept staying connected with me because they were growing as I was growing. Um, And that's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty unique thing to have. So the first guitar player that we want to talk about is Blake Allard. Mr. Blake Allard from Joyous Wolf. From Joyous Wolf. Well, I had the pleasure of seeing them while you were in Columbia. Yeah. And they put put on a great show. Blake's a phenomenal guitar player. The band is phenomenal. If you haven't checked out Joyous Wolf, please do. They've got a new single coming out soon. I think they just wrapped for their first video or their video for the new material, I should say. And they're going to be hitting the festival circuit this summer and hopefully coming back on tour. Well, they just got off a tour, California Dream. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to be doing the the, uh, festival circuit. And I think their new album, from what the guys told me at the show in June, is early 22, 2022. And hopefully, I'm sure they'll probably continue to tour the fall and into the winter because, you know, young bands who unfortunately were not making a lot of money during the mm-hmm. pandemic because they were relatively unknowns or they were, you know, new bands did struggle. And, you know, we, we have talked off air about some of the bands that 
you chat with and, and mm-hmm. their struggle that they've gone through. And it, it is real out there. And, you know, it's easy for us to yeah. sit with our arms folded and say, oh, go get a job like everybody else does. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not just a walk in the park. It's not just, yeah, it's not that easy. And especially if you're a dedicated musician and a musician is your career, being a musician, um, you know, that is your craft. So, you know, everybody felt the impact of COVID, you know, from, you know, the factory worker to the, you know, the grocery store worker. And, you know, also musicians really took a blunt of that too as well. And hopefully now that things are open up and hopefully they stay open up and this, this yeah, variant, please. no more, of this you know, um, doesn't now. affect anything. But getting back to the show that I went to, they put on a great show. Blake, one thing I noticed about Blake is seeing him live is he's got a really incredible tone. Um, he really merges the influence of those like Leslie West, who was in Mountain, with some of the guys that you mentioned, you know, before, mm-hmm. like Mike McCready and the guitar player from Stone Temple Pilots, and makes it really modern. He's an excellent guitar player. He's got a lot of depth with his playing. And one of the things too, when you watch him play live, he like loses himself into the moment. Like he goes to another place, which is really awesome. Yeah, like what you said before with the '90s alternative guitarist i think he's more of a an alternative guitarist if you're asking me i see a huge uh influence from dean uh DeLeo from stone temple pilots and i think that's one of his big you know his favorite bands if i'm not mistaken but he's very versatile he can play any subgenre of rock i know he's really good with the slide in the song mother rebel and his tone in that song is just amazing and incredible and you know their debut album is so special because, you know, every song has a different spin on it and every song is just amazing, <laughs> frankly. That's an understatement. You know, I think their debut album is one of the best albums in the past 20 years released, easily. And One of the best a, debut EPs, you mean? Well, yeah. best albums in general in the last 20 years. I think it's, you know, it's up there. And that's a huge part of that is because of Blake Allard's guitar playing. Yeah, I think they all four of them mesh very well as a band. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they really, I mean, when I saw them a few weeks ago, they were really tight. They sounded really good. They play very well. They really play off of each other. Awesome. And they really do bring that 90s influence. You know, you can really hear Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots. But then you really have that underlying influence, too, is is. Well, I mean, you even got like a little bit of a Prince and a little bit of like a James Brown, a little bit of a James Brown, especially Nick's presence on stage. Mm-hmm. But the way they're phrasing, you know, of and their approach to the singing, like Nick's approach and the way they play, it's a very unique band in that they had a lot of depth in their playing. It's a lot of layered playing, a lot of texture in their stuff that they do. They're really, really great musicians. Um, and they really do a good job of mixing those genres of the grunge and the hard rock era of the seventies and eighties with, like I said, that modern tone that they have. Um, and their name joyous wolf is just wicked. Yeah. It's awesome. Probably one of the best. I mean, if we're talking about just names, joyous wolf is probably has the best name out of all the new rock bands. Well, these, I, I don't yeah. think anyone can disagree with me. So I'm that, that's just an awesome name. Let's just get that out there right now. <laughs> But their EP that you talked about, um, it is a great name, first of all. But their EP that you talked about, uh, Place and Time, uh, is absolutely phenomenal. It is it is one of the best debuts that I've heard in a long time. You know, I would put it up there with the new Mammoth CD, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know the Dirty Honey album that uh, they had, and also the EP, you know, the Greta Van Fleet EP too, as well. And I know some people like to push back because when every time they hear the word grunge or 90s rock, you know, a lot of people they get, think of Nirvana. They think of Nirvana. Smashing pumpkins. Yeah, and, but it's time to get over that stuff. You know, I mean, if you're still hooked on those types of feelings, whenever someone brings that stuff up, it's time to to move forward and move on and open yourself up to that music. Because at the end of the day, whether you still call it grunge or not, it's still rock. It's still hard rock. It just had a different tone, a different perspective that was different than what came before it. Yeah, we're on the same side here. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, we really are. I mean, when you hear Soundgarden, when you hear Alice in Chains, and 
Um, I still, you know, I, I still have not found my connection with Nirvana, and I don't know if I ever will. But later on in life, I got more interested in Pearl Jam. I do like Stone Temple Pilots. I, I still think Soundgarden and Alice in Chains are the two top echelon bands of that period. You know, you can mention Smashing Pumpkins. You can talk about Soul Asylum as well. But that era of music influenced a lot of these young artists that are coming up now. When I do these new music spotlights in which we showcase new bands and talk to new bands, I hear a lot of Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of influence from the Metallica Black album. And I hear people mention Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and all those bands I just mentioned a lot. Those bands are great bands. And I don't think you should shun someone because they were influenced by it or even sound a bit like it too as well. Um, the band Joyous Wolf really brings a lot of those different elements. And that's what's really unique and cool about them. And Blake Allard's tone, we always, you know, you'd hear about the old legacy guitar players, whether it's Eddie or it's George Lynch or Mick Mars is a big tone chaser. You know, they're always chasing tone. They're always trying to develop their sound. And these three guitarists that we're talking about today, we're talking about Blake Allard now, they really have developed their their own sound and they're continuing to evolve too as guitar players. So I do, you know, those that are the the fans of the guitar players we've mentioned, the Lynches and the Van Halens and Randy Rhodes and all those guys, give these guys a moment. Give these guys a chance because they're solid players. They're really good players. Yeah, I mean, why can't we just enjoy the music? One thing I don't understand about some rock fans is how they always try to shut down new artists because they're not Van Halen or they're not Led Zeppelin or they'll never be like Led Zeppelin or they'll never be like Van Halen. Let them have their moment. It's their time to shine. You know, Led Zeppelin and Van Halen, they're not making music anymore. And I still love those bands a lot, but it's time to make way for the new guys to come. And I think all rock fans should embrace the new rock stars and new musicians. I think that's very true. I think when you hear a lot of these new artists, there's always going to be elements and you can hear the influence of bands that came before them, well, you know, whether it's the Led Zeppelins, whether it's the Van Halens, the Stones, whoever. And that's okay, right? Because those bands sounded like artists that came before them. You know, I mean, you know, I know people will push back, well, who started sounded like Van Halen? Well, no one really sounded like Van Halen, but you can hear definite Beach Boys in there. You can definitely mm -hmm. hear the Dave Clark Five in, in their music. You can definitely hear those elements and influences. And, you know, when everything has been done in rock, right, everything's been played, and you get a young artist like Joyous Wolf and the other guys that we're going to be talking about, and Blake Allard, you know, the guitar player of Joyous Wolf, you know, he's listening to all this stuff, right? I mean, he's listening to the Zeppelins and the Alice in mm -hmm. Chains. He's listening to everything that came before and he's developing his own sound. He's being influenced by that. And unfortunately, we live in a time where we like to build people up. Because I remember everybody raving about Greta Van Fleet. Everybody was so excited about Greta Van Fleet. And then all of a sudden, it started to turn and we started to tear them down. And I don't understand that, why people do that. I mean, we've been craving I and mean, wanting blues-based rock for a long time because we really haven't had that. We really haven't had that element in there. We wanted to have bands that really kicked ass. And now we do. We have these young bands, and it's like there's this pushback. You know, you hear people say, I don't listen to anything past 1992. Why? Yeah. Why, why, why? You're I don't, just, I don't get you're it. You're making yourself sound like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really are. Um, but it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And I know the demographic for the new bands isn't people my age, right? Isn't the 46-year-old. I remember my parents listening to my music and saying it was crap too. I get it. But, you know, my parents weren't exactly rock fans like I, I was and I am. You know, so when you see older people completely turn their back or when they turn their back and then all of a sudden they have the epiphany like, Oh my God, did you hear Rival Sons? Oh my God, did you hear this? And you're like, yeah, we've been telling you about this for a long time. It's frustrating because they're losing out on that time and you're you're you know, you're not opening yourself up. Now for someone young like yourself and someone who's sixteen, I can't I, I don't know the experience of 
listening to a new Led Zeppelin record or a new Van Halen record. So it's it's kind of a different story for me. I mean, I get pretty stoked when a new band I like releases a new single or a new album because that those are my guys, right? Those are that's those are my idols. And it's a perfect segue into our next guitarist who's John Nano and Dirty Honey because you were waiting for that album oh to come God. out in <laughs> April. I mean, you were like when, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? And I pre-ordered it, and we got it, I think, the day it came out. And you were completely stoked about it. You were so happy about it. And I remember how happy I would get. It reminded me of a time. So, yeah, you are right. These are yeah. your generation's that album, bands. waiting for that album to get released is like sitting on an airplane and holding in your piss while the airplane is taking off. It's like, it's like, come on, come on, come on. I'm well, I've been waiting for so long. And, you know, it fine, you know. Album is released, and you know, oh, it feels so good. So, I mean, the new Dirty Honey album, self-titled, it's it's already a classic for me. I already have it in my room, and I listen to it weekly on the CD, of course, and on streaming and on YouTube, you know. So I, I get the full experience with that album, and I'm pretty proud of it. And And not only that, but it's made me pick up the guitar and try to learn some of the riffs, if not all of the riffs, on the album, you know, like Take My Hand or Another Last Time or Gypsy, you know, all the songs I try to learn on and no other album that has been released in my time has done that to me, make me want to go learn that riff because it's so catchy. And John Notto is, he's more of a, he has a lot of swing element to his playing, you know, like Joe Perry type swing, you know, where it starts off with the root, riff and then it go and then it explodes you know the bass comes in the drum comes in and that's a lot of i hear a lot of aerosmith in that and not that i'm comparing to that but i'm just saying it's it's amazing it's awesome what they've done with that album well i do hear you play a lot of blake allard and a lot of john Otto in your room when you're playing you play you I mean i remember one night you learning odyssey mm-hmm. i you know i love that song and you know the song by joey's wolf odyssey and then also Learning California Dreaming by Dirty yeah. Honey, you know, yeah. sitting there for hours just learning the learning the riff and learning the song. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy learning the songs from now more because a lot of kids my age don't know it. They don't know how to play those songs, so it's kind of like a oh look what I can play on guitar, and you're over there still playing Led Zeppelin all the time. I'm learning all the new stuff. I'm, you know, I'm moving on from. The classic rock and roll bands. So, and yeah. John Notto, John Notto is a big reason of that. So, when you hear players like Blake and John, and what attracts you to their sound? Where do I start? Um, so, with John, you know, like I said before, it, he wants to make me pick up the guitar right away. I want to sit down there for hours and try to get the song perfect. I want to get the vibratos and the bends perfectly. So, you know, it's like, so it's like I'm playing like him. I'm playing with him while the album plays. So playing with the album and just learning the new songs from my generation. And those guys are like my idols. That That's that's really important to me. And that that's what really strikes me when I hear those guitar players is when I'm able to play with them while the album is playing. And that that's just the coolest moment. I don't know if any other guitar players or any any other musicians are listening to this right now, but we can all agree that's a pretty special feeling when you can play through the whole song like that. Is there something, you know, tone-wise or just the way they play, you know, that attracts you to Blake and John? Well, you know, it's it's Another thing is that it's not too complicated. You know, I'm not going to be, you know, get frustrated with myself. And it's fun learning those songs on guitar. You know, John John Otto's tone especially, his blues tone really, you know, gravitates me towards it because I I can't explain it. It's, It's got such high gain, but also it's raw at the same time. And, you know, I haven't really heard that before from a new artist. So that's what really, that's what really strikes me. And as far as Blake goes, is it mm-hmm. you know, his tone and his playing? Yeah, his tone is very, it's very chunky, especially on the song uh, Odyssey and Mother Rebel. 
it's just so heavy. His tone, not a lot of people realize how heavy his tone is. And on the song Odyssey, when he starts off with that, with those three chords, that those are all on the, those are all on the three highest strings on guitar, if I'm not mistaken. And he makes that sound so heavy when that A string plays right when the song starts. It, it, I can't explain. I, I can't replicate it from my guitar and my amp. And you know, props to Blake for doing that because it sounds so cool. I want to play it and learn every note, note by note. It's got a chunky tone to it, but it's got a bright feel to it. Yeah, it's not dark and heavy like a Metallica type tone. It's like it, I, I don't know how to explain it. You guys just have to go listen to it yourself. So it is, you know, fun to see two young bands like that who just were recently on tour together. Um, you know, have two different style guitar players and not be clones of one another too. You know, sometimes you do run into that with bands that are coming out that they almost clone themselves and sound like that. They do definitely come from two different sides of the, of the spectrum, you know, where I mentioned where, you know, joyous wolf is more of that grungy soulful, mm-hmm. you know, 70s sound that kind of mixes those elements together. Whereas Dirty Honey is just, just like raw. A, it's just raw blues, raw blues dirty, rock. dirty blues rock. You know, Dirty Honey. That's yeah, great name for the band. So I mean, so which which is a better name, Dirty Honey or Joyous Wolf? <sighs> that's probably the hardest question I've ever gotten asked in my life. Honestly, no no test can can confuse me as is much this, as your is question. Is this like the Rush asking. song, Free Will, I, you've chosen not to decide? Exactly. you still have made a choice? Exactly. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to go with Joyce Wolf. I, I, I don't know. That name is just so epic and awesome. I Well, both of them are. Yeah. Though. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying Dirty Honey is, is not. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. Joyce Wolf is better in terms of uni- uniqueness and how, you know, I when I see a... Can you picture a joyous wolf in your head? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's when I—that's th- what—that's th- what the cool part of joyous wolf is. Right, just right. picturing their name, and when I listen to their music, I just think, you know, of their name and how well they tell the story through their lyrics and uh, uh, guitar playing. So, props, props to Nick and uh, Blake and Joyce Wolf for coming up with that name. I think Nick explains how they came up with the name when I interviewed him a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on a new music spotlight, one of our first new music spotlight guests. And he told the story of how they came up with that name. So you may want to revisit that episode. Yeah. I might, I, I might have to go back and listen to it because you know, that's going to bother me if I don't know. So <laughs> what guitar players you mentioned, you know, things not being that complicated when you do listen to guitar players, young or legend, you know, legacy guitar players. Which ones, you know, are are, are complex? Uh, Randy Rhodes is the first guy that comes to my head when you when you ask me that question. That guy is playing a million notes per second, and he and he acts like he and he acted like he was, you know, it, he wasn't using much effort, and you know, and Ingve Malmsteen too, and Steve Vai. Those guys are just play. Those guys are just shredders and play so fast and i tried learning you know some uh randy road songs and i was just like all right you know what you know what forget it so um as far as like eddie van halen is that complex for you um well i li- well van halen's my all-time favorite band so i i'm pretty familiar with all this all the all of his songs but as far as it goes, Eddie Van Halen is not too complicated for me. It's just, you know, how like what he did for the guitar community and how well he, you know, uplifted other guitarists as well throughout that era. I mean, that's what that's the that's Eddie's biggest impact is is bringing up other guitar players with him too, not just himself. And also too, you know, and that's what, you know, John Nato and Blake Allard are doing too. They're lifting each other up. And I love to see that, you know, in the early two thousands, you didn't really see other guitar players, you know, picking each other up. It was just all for one pretty much, or well, it was one for one pretty much not all for one. Yeah. You know, the cool thing about Eddie too, as well is how he advocated for just play, 
Just keep playing. Mm-hmm. Just practice. You know. Um, just keep playing, man. Yep. Yep. That's what he said. And you know, and you read stories about him when he was younger. Stories I've told you about where he would go to school and he'd be sitting in his classroom, you know, with a guitar around his neck, doing scales as he's learning history or learning I, English. I wish I could do that. Yeah, I wish things I could are different do that. now. I don't know why they won't let me. I'll, if I say, "Well, Eddie Van Halen was doing it," why why can't I do it? You know, the greatest guitar player of all time was able to sit in class and run through scales in a matter of seconds. Why can't I? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two plus two? No, I want to learn my uh, I want to learn my G scale. <laughs> Our next guitar player is regarded as a guitar hero. He's one of the ones out of the new wave of rock bands. Mm-hmm that is really front and center um, because he started at a very young age and, you know, he dropped out of high school and he moved to Nashville when he was 17 and developed his own style, very blues based um, in terms of his playing, probably more so than John Notto where he's got more of that, you know, Delta blues type of feel mm-hmm. to old school blues. Yeah. And that is Tyler Bryant from Tyler Bryant, the shakedown who, We've seen live. I've seen him twice. You've seen him with me once. And you actually had a chance to meet him. Yeah, I got a great guy, really nice. Gave you you a pick? He gave me a few picks, and I took a few pictures with him. I just remember him being such a nice guy, and I wasn't wasn't really expecting that. I I wasn't expecting him to be mean or anything like that, but it was just, wow, that's one of the nicest persons I've ever met in my life. And he was so welcoming. He gave me a hug and everything. And, you know, he just told me to keep playing guitar and keep practicing. So I really appreciated that. And the show was awesome, by the way. I don't think that we stuck for the headliner. No, because it was a school night and the the venue was like 50 minutes away from us. Mm -hmm. And it was during the week and you had to go to school the next day. And the headliner was Blackstone Cherry. And we went specifically for Tyler Bryant. And we just couldn't, you know, by the time we would, if we would have stuck around for the headliner... Your mother would have been really upset with me because you wouldn't be able to get to bed till like 1 a.m. We saw Tyler Bryant. Right. right. No, it was a great show, though. It was, um, you know, what's one thing about Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, and and like Joyous Wolf, that they have an amazing stage presence. I mean, these guys are They perform a show. Yeah, Yeah, they put on a show. They're jumping all over the place. And, you know, the other guitar player is Brad Whitford's son mm-hmm. uh, from Aerosmith. Um, the drummer's got a great presence, too, as well. Yeah. I haven't seen him with their new bass player because they haven't been around. I think they're opening up for Miles Kennedy in September. Oh, we got to go to that. Yeah, that'd be a great show. And, you know, Tyler Bryant himself is just a really great guitar player. He's got a really cool voice. Mm-hmm. Very um, blues-based rock. Uh, that guy can play. He can play. He, <laughs> he can, can really play, play. guitar. And uh, he's got like a really cool signature sound. And I think out of all the new bands that are coming up, not to say that John and Blake are not on their way to being guitar heroes. Um, I think they will. They're already my guitar heroes. They are are already heroes. But a guy that's kind of like leading the way for the rest of the younger players is Tyler Bryan. Um, Because he's so diverse and he's so... I mean, the way his hands move up and down that fretboard and the way he mm-hmm. plays, especially live, is just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, and not a lot of people realize this, but Tyler Bryant's slide, guitar slide playing is just out of this world. And like I said, with Blake's slide guitar playing as well, Tyler just, I can't even explain it. There's a song called Coastin' off the Pressure album released this past year in 2020, and it's... It's like, how is he doing that? It's it, it's like, you know, like you said, with the Delta Blues era, you know, that's what I get the feel of. But, you know, there's also a lot of modern mix to it as well, which I really appreciate. So Tyler, Tyler Bryant's slide guitar playing is something else, everyone. <laughs> something yeah, else. They, they've opened up for some great acts, too. I know they, they opened up for Blackberry Smoke. Um, I think they opened up for ZZ Top um, on a leg of a tour one time. I might... You're wrong on that, but I think I'm not. ACDC. That that was their big fish, probably. That's what really put them on the map was the ACDC tour. And that that did so well for Tyler Bryan in the shakedown. Yeah, that's a big tour for them. Yeah, I mean, all three of these guitar players are are very good in their own right. And, you know, for those that are listening that 
have their you know heroes, whether it's Gary Moore, or Randy Rhodes, like you mentioned. I do hope that you do take the time to listen to some of these new players because they do offer a lot. And like I said, there's depth of playing. There's you know everything is very textured. Everything is is done very good and bringing in all these elements of influences because you know as they start to you know take the the baton and run with it, you know, and and as if you know that legacy is handed down to them. Um, a lot of these players are going to define rock and roll. I mean, rock mm-hmm. and roll, if you look at the history, more times than not are not defined by the singer of a band. They're defined by the guitar players. Right. You know, when you think of rock and roll, you it's think of guitar. Eddie Van Halen, yep. you think of Hendrix, you think of Jimmy Page, you think of Randy Rhodes, you think of all these guys that define. And of course, there's singers too that, you know, you think of rock and roll like Freddie Mercury and Robert Plant and so on of course of course and but i think it's always defined by the guitar players um because you know they keep evolving guitar players learn different tricks and different ways to play and you know they take all these influences that they've heard before and they and they play them right and they become i mean that's that's the normally that's the first thing you hear when you hear a song is the guitar yeah and with all these guitar players, you know, lifting each other up, it's kind of, it's become like a fun little competition, you know, who can, you know, who can, you know, out shred each other or who can out solo each other. And that's what rock needs right now is a little competition, a little, oh, Tyler Bryant's doing this. We got, we got to, we got to stay focused, everyone here, you know? And, you know, that's like what the 80s scene with the glam scene in uh, Sunset Strip when you know all the bands tried to be better than each other and it was really competitive out there and it's starting to pick up like that right now and that's awesome and i hope we continue to see that more down the road no i think so too i think it's a fun time to be a rock fan and it's a really fun time to listen because we did have a period where you know rock really didn't have a definition and not to say that there weren't bands coming out that were good but it was just so hit or miss and it was, you know, things were so different and the definition of rock music became different over that period of time. If you really want to appreciate these young bands, right? If you really will need a reason, not that you need reasons because they're good, but if you're one of these old farts who refuses to listen to new music, the fact that they are being influenced and playing the style that we all love, should be enough for people to gravitate to, to appreciate because, you know, whether it's Guns N' Roses, whether it's Van Halen, whether it's any band that they mentioned, Zeppelin, whoever, they're, they, they're taking from what we all know mm-hmm. and they're making it their own sound. Now, I know there's a lot of bands out there or a lot of people who think bands sound exactly like this or exactly like that. And, you know, to an extent, you know, there is some truth to that. I do think so. But also, um, as these bands grow, that sound will leave them. They'll start to develop their own sound. One of the biggest examples is in one of the most dedicated, loyal fan bases is Rush. Rush was called the Canadian Led Zeppelin after their first album with the song Working Man. You know, they were they were almost identical to Zeppelin. And then they were able to develop their own sound. And I think as these bands do evolve and these bands these bands do write more m- new music and tour and can become you know more tight with each other, you will see that happen. They'll develop their own sound. Yeah, like you said, with uh, people saying, "Oh, these guys sound exactly like these guys." When someone says that to me, it's like, "Okay, you didn't really listen to the artist. You just you're just saying that because you you know you want to get attention or you know you you don't like the music, and that's fine." The haters are always going to hate, but if they're going to continue to hate, you know what? Screw them. We're having fun over here. We're listening to new music and having a blast. You know, keep them away. Keep all the negativity away. And let's just enjoy the music and rock on and live life. Well, when someone does tell me, and I've stated this in the past, that, you know, they say new rock sucks. That tells me they're not listening Mm -hmm. because... With the bands I listen to and the artists that come out, you know, with new material and, you know, people post and share music on social media, there's no way if you're a music fan, you're a true blood music fan, you can think that because this music doesn't. 
And when you think of the guitar playing that is happening in these bands, it is just as good as the decades before, as the generations before. We're talking three great guitar players, three great young guitar players, and Blake Allard, John Notto, and Tyler Bryant. When you see Tyler Bryant jump around and, I mean, he puts on a show. His band puts on a show. It's incredible. When you see Blake Allard just play with his eyes closed, losing himself and going to mm-hmm. like another place, it's a phenomenal experience to witness that. When you hear John Notto play these riffs. Yeah. And have that swing, like you said, and have that, you know, that, that, that tone, tone, that raw tone. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And there's going to be other guitar players yeah. we're going to talk about in that, the future that we're not talking that's about. That's another now. thing, too, with the old classic rock bands. There's not a lot of them left that still play live. And if they do, they're out of their prime. Not that they're not good or anything. It's just, you know, not as good as when they were in their prime, like ACDC. They're never going to tour like they did off the Back in Black album. And, you know... I'm not saying that's bad or anything, but me as a 16-year-old, as a teenager, I can't see some of those bands like Van Halen or Led Zeppelin anymore because, you know, they're not playing. And I love to listen to new bands because I can actually go to the concerts and watch them play. I can sing the songs and jump up, jump up and dance like I do listening to them in the room or in my car or whatever. So that's another special thing. When you met Tyler Bryant, tell that story. How, how did you... How did, I was there, so I, but, but tell that story to the people listening. Uh, I mean, I can't really remember much of the details, but I just remember. Because we were at the merch yeah, table. Uh, I just remember being like, that's the guy, that's, that's Tyler Bryant. Dad, that's Tyler Bryant. Right <laughs> Dad, that's Tyler right there. He's over there. And, um, of course, you go up to him and start talking to him, and I'm, like, right there behind you. And, you know, he was, he, you were like, great show, great, great show and everything. I really enjoy that. He was like, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And right when he saw me, his eyes glue up because, he, he, you know, he was planting a seed, mm-hmm. you know, in my, in my little rock mind. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so glad you came out. I'm so uh, – uh, I appreciate that young fans are – listening and enjoying my music and stuff like that. And he asked me if I played guitar, and I said, yeah, a few years ago, he was like, yeah, just keep playing. Don't never give up. I knew there were some times in my life where I was feeling down, but, you know, that was my escape from the world was playing guitar. And, you know, he took a picture with me, gave me a few picks, and, you know, we were on yeah, our way. Yeah, he went down in his pocket, got a yeah. few picks. He even complimented you on your shirt because he had yeah, a Greta Van I Fleet had, shirt. I had uh, my Greta Van Fleet. Was it the... What tour? I forget what tour. What, what what tour shirt exactly it was, but I was wearing the 2018 tour shirt. Was that Greta was that after we saw Greta at the Aragon Ballroom? Yeah, that was a because that was a shirt that, that was, you had. That was three months after we saw Greta Van Fleet at the Aragon Ballroom because I remember we saw Tyler Bryant and Blackstone Cherry in March of yeah. 2019, mm-hmm. and we saw Greta Van Fleet December, December. 2018. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was the tour T-shirt you had. That was mm-hmm. on the um, uh, anthem of the peaceful army. Anthem of the peaceful army. Yeah, yeah, that was cool because yeah, he he like really started talking to you when he asked you if you played guitar. You said yes. He went into his pocket, gave you like gave you like two or three picks, um, and it was a pretty special moment for you um, to experience that because he's you know he's one of your guys. You know, he's yeah. one of your one of the guys that you listen to, one of the guys that you try to emulate. Yeah. And you know, even to this day, it means so much to me that a guy like Tyler Bryant would even take the time out of his day to talk to me. And, you know, that's just so surreal. I, I can't even believe it. And, and good for him for doing that. You know, he's planting this, like I said before, he's playing the seeds in our little rock mines and he's expanding it. And when he comes back a few, a few years later, who knows, there may be even a tree there. So, yeah, it's a good way to look at it, you know, I mean, because it's great music. And as always, you know, we we always hope that people will listen to whatever new artists that we're talking about. And we use this platform. Please, please go listen to these guys. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather listen to an album from now than in the past, to be completely honest with you. Well, absolutely. I mean, this is your generation. I mean, I know you do like to listen to the classics. I know, for instance, you were at the mall today and you bought Van Halen 1984 on vinyl. And I know you like that. I know you appreciate that. But you do have the bands that are part Mm -hmm. of your generation. And I I, I like that you are getting both sides, right? You're being Mm -hmm. influenced by both sides. You're hearing 
you know, these classic legacy guitar players and you're hearing these new guitar heroes, mm-hmm. you know, that are still crafting their sound and evolving and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and you know, making their way through the genre of rock and roll. It's a pretty special time to be a young rock fan, I think. Yeah. And if you're a new uh, rock fan, like my age, and you're stuck listening to the old classic bands, just go out, go, go first. Like I, like I like to say, go for a swim on Spotify and just click on related artists and keep going to a band you see that you like, and you listen to their music and you become a big fan that's what happened to me with Goodbye June and other acts like, you know, the L.A. Maybe and even uh, and even Feverfield. So I think Hunted by Elephants. Was yeah, Hunted one. by Elephants is another one, too. So, you know, you never know what you're going to find out there. So you, you can even find your favorite band out there. So you never know. That's what I it's like you're chasing for that next feeling. To, well, you like to come when across you, another great band. You like you like it when you talk to your friends about a band, mm-hmm. and then they start telling other people about. Yeah, that I, band. I love <laughs> I love when that happens. Or, you know, I tell this kid about. I remember I told this kid at my school about Dirty Honey, and I was telling him, "Oh, their new album's coming out in a few weeks." And a few days ago, I saw him posting one of their posts on Story. That's so awesome. that was pretty awesome. So. Yeah. I mean, that's how it was back in the day, too, for me. You know, we would all, you know, at lunch, we would all have our cassettes and our Walkmans at the time. I don't know if you know what a Walkman is, but it was like a, mm-hmm. this portable yeah. device. And you, you put, put a cassette ahead, in, yeah. headphones, and you played it. You're not, you're not that old. You're not that old. Dad. Well, I mean, still, I, I don't know if you, you know, the younger generation realizes that. But so we would all just exchange tapes. And then, like, if you liked a song, then I would make, a, like, a mixtape for one of my buddies of, like, new new tapes that I bought. And mm-hmm. then... The di- biggest difference was is that if we liked it, we would go buy it. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't just use that mixtape. We would go buy because we wanted to have the physical copy. And that's mm-hmm. how it was. You shared music. You shared all the things. I remember, gosh, three years ago, four, three, four years ago, how you were annoyed that a lot of your friends liked rap music and other genres of music. Do you see that changing? Oh, yeah, big time. And uh, from my point of view... I'm going to say it right here. I rap is dying. It's, it's dying out. You know, not a lot of new artists are coming up anymore and it's just so recite like the, the, the background beats and the music is just so recycled. It's to the point where like nobody can really take it anymore and everyone wants a fresh sound. And do you, uh, do you think that fresh sound happened because of the pandemic where yes. kids were list- wanted, yes. to, wanted to listen to something different? Yes. I mean, no, there was no rap artist release. Well, no artists in any genre were releasing anything. No major artists. No major artists. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people found themselves who they really were in the pandemic. And, you know, they ended up liking a different style of music. And props to them for going out and trying something different. Absolutely. You know, and I think I even remember telling you that as as you get older, your friend's music taste will change. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were kind of a special case, you know. You were exposed to rock music a lot earlier than most of your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it was because when you came in, you were with a car one time when you were like five years old or four years old. You were singing Poker Face by, by um, <laughs> who was it, um, Lady Gaga? Yeah, and I had Lady to change. Gaga. You know, I had to change that. But you know, you were exposed to that stuff a lot. You know, kind of like you know, with your uncle exposed me to rock music, and I mm-hmm. was listening to rock when everyone else at school at some point was listening to like. Duran Duran and Culture Club and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, you know, some of that stuff wasn't bad, but, you know, I was, at least at my school, you know, I was three or four years ahead of everyone else with rock music mm-hmm. because of my older brother. And I think when you do have that element, you have an older brother or an uncle or a, or a father who listens to that stuff, you know, I think after a while you, you begin to appreciate it, want to listen to it. And then... You know, as kids get older, you know, they don't listen to the music that they listen to. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a 40 year old driving his kid around listening to rap music. I can't picture that in my head. It I, I can't picture that in, in the future. Well, I, I mean, well, I'm not talking about know. now, but I'm saying like the, ma- the rap music from now into the future. I don't see, you know, we've been saying that for a long time. I, I, don't, I just can't we said see that. that we said that when I was in my 20s, though, there's not going to be like 
classic rap like there's classic rock and there right. is you know there there is a lot of people that still listen to that old school rap music and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that i just think and that that because rock and roll kind of took a back seat for so long it was really hard to gain an audience with the young people mm-hmm. you know across the globe you know especially in america because you know and you find a lot of your rock music too on video games yeah especially on the ea sports games there's a lot of rock music that is actually pretty good and and you know i'm fans of right now like wolf mother the song joker and and the thief on nhl 14 i'd i'd be jumping up and playing hockey on the on the video games and i i I have two of wolf mother's albums in my room right now yeah so you know the video games do play a big role in and promoting music but the last few years haven't been as good as the classic games like NHL 10 and 11, I imagine mm-hmm. some of you have those games out there and can definitely agree on me, agree with me on that. But yeah, video games play a huge role. Well, it's been a blast talking about three young guitar players, Blake Allard from Joyous Wolf, John Otto from Dirty Honey, and Tyler Bryant from Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. I know Dirty Honey just released their album in April, so check that out. You can hear John's playing on that album. Please go listen. Like, what do you what do you have to like? What do you have to lose when you go listen to that? Nothing. 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 And Joyous Wolf, they released Odyssey last year, and I know they're working on a new album. Right? They go, might, go watch. They might be some, done with it. Yeah. Go watch some Joyous Wolf live videos on YouTube. You won't be disappointed. And it's, go grab some popcorn. Put in the microwave and go watch some Joyous Wolf all night live. You won't regret it. I mean, some of that live, those live videos are just incredible. Yeah, I know they said, like I mentioned in the, in the beginning of the show, that their new album, early 2022. Mm, I Tyler, can't wait. Tyler Bryant just released something in October of 2020. He did say during our conversation that he they did have enough for another album. Now, whether he decides to release that or not, still... Um, a wait and see. I yeah, know he don't. does. He does punch out music mm-hmm. and release music a lot. He's very frequent with his releases. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much every year. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, well, once again, I like to thank the Youth Rocks for taking time out of his day and night, yeah. uh, his busy yeah, schedule. I, I got work to do. His busy schedule to do the podcast. Always a pleasure to have my favorite guest on the show. It's been a while since you've been on, but appreciate the conversation. Thanks mm-hmm. for coming on. And, and uh, uh, we got we got to close out with another last time, I think, for this episode. All right, we'll do that. I think we got to close it off. Okay. All right. Another last time playing right now. All right, everybody. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. That's The Youth Rocks. Youth Rocks. Follow me on Twitter at The Youth Rocks. It's, uh, it's, I think it's, that's how you say it, exclamation point. Is it at Youth Rocks exclamation? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, follow that. Follow him, and then uh, stay strong, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy some great live music, and we will talk to you again soon. She burns like a whiskey. She cries like rain.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.